Hello, and welcome to this, the second episode of the Australian Institute of International Affairs South Australia podcast. My name is Christopher Bremner MacDonald, Vice President of the South Australia branch. This podcast is a talk given by Dr. Axel Lores from the Wendelstein X7 team at the Max Planck Institute in Germany. A physics engineer with more than 25 years of experience working with thermonuclear fusion. The evening's talk is introduced by President Felix Petrokayev and then Michael Livingston. I hope you enjoy Dr. Axel Lawrence and his talk on thermonuclear fusion. Enjoy. Uh, I'm very, very happy to see uh, as many of you here, uh, particularly uh, people who are interested in this area, which is, I think, um, one of the more important ones in terms of uh, renewable uh, energy if uh, it's brought to fruition. I won't say any more about that. My name is Felix Petrogeyev. I'm the president of the, uh, of the uh, South Australian branch of the Australian Institute uh, of International Affairs, and the Institute welcomes you. Um, and uh, uh, our guest speaker, um, very welcome, Axel, will be introduced by Michael Livingston, uh, who weathered um, Tasmania, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Minus fires? Yes, minus fires. Okay. Uh, Michael will say a few words about our speaker, uh, and then uh, we'll have plenty of time for questions, and uh, as is our usual procedure uh, for, more, uh, for more informal conversation, we go to Brunelli's on Rundle Street and have a bite to eat uh, and continue the conversation. Uh, so, very warm welcome to you all here. Uh, thank you, Felix, very much. Um, it's a great privilege to introduce um, this young scientist, nuclear physics. Um, I'm in absolute awe of this particular field and understand very little of it. Um, but I'm beginning to learn the relevance of its place in the future. And my concern is based around the fact that we're actually doing very little about sorting out the world. I've known Axel for something like 20 years when um, back in Oxford he was working on the JET, the JET project, the Joint European Taurus project uh, at Cullum. And as you may well know, this area around Oxford is uh, dotted with nuclear reactors and interest in nuclear physics and, uh, and energy. So this was a great starter. We've kept in touch uh, and, 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 I, and I've learnt a little. I want to draw your attention to uh, a, a point around about that 20 years ago when I was uh, privileged uh, to be invited to a lecture given at the Royal Society in London um, by the American author, Jared Diamond. He'd just been awarded the Pulitzer Prize for his book, Guns, Germs, and Steel, which he, in his words, was uh, a brief 
overview of modern civilization. Not sure we're very civilized, but it was an interesting evening because one of the other people in the audience was a gentleman called David Attenborough. And at the time, there was a lot of press about him saying that actually we'd probably pass the point of no return in saving the world. And after the lecture, I was in conversation with these two gentlemen, definitely not the, the privileged one, but in great awe of them. And I, and I said to Sir David, do you really mean that it's curtains? And he said, yes, but what you'd have to do is put it into perspective. We have the opportunity to prolong that time, and it could be a 1,000, 2,000 years. But at the moment, we're not doing that. We're, we're completely ignoring it. And you may, re you may remember that two weeks ago, he reiterated this at Davos in conversation with Prince William. So I have to say to you that we have gone nowhere, in my view, in the last 20 years. And we need to address this as a problem, as a, as a growing undercurrent. I don't see politicians embracing it, and it will have to come from the force of the field. So tonight, Alec, uh, Axel is going to talk about one major area in which we could see a change in the future, and that is the production of safe energy at a reasonably, I'm going to use the word cheat, cheap, but I'm sure Axel will say that it's not. But in relative terms, it is safe, it is cheap, and it actually takes up a very small, um, potentially a small amount of space. You haven't got to have thousands of hectares of windmills. So may I introduce Axel and to talk on fusion. Uh, welcome and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for giving me the chance to present uh, our work to you. Uh, I'm on holiday in Australia, as you can imagine, but uh, this is in this uh, instance, really, and uh, the, the work is sort of, a, or has grown to a hobby, and I can never really switch off. So when Michael asked me if I consider uh, something like that, I immediately agreed, and uh, I'm excited about it. So let's dive into it. Um, I, I start off by telling you <laughs> about this. There will be more pictures. You're looking here into the inside of our experiment, of our machine, as we call her, Mendelstein 7X. Uh, how this all comes about and what this is, uh, we talk about a little bit, but maybe this, uh, the exact details of this and that would have to be in some question session later on, because that would take simply too much uh, room. I have to underline, I speak here for a W7X team, of several hundred people, and and the knowledge I present is their knowledge, and, and I'm just a part of it. Uh, my own job is the project coordination. So I'm an engineer and a physicist, but I, I've gone into sort of the, in that sense, the background in trying to steer all projects to fruition. Again, a little, uh, a few details uh, later. So, I'm trying to lead you through the following topics. 
first a little introduction of the institute which is housing us, then the big motivation, Michael was just already talking about that, uh, and necessarily some basics of uh, nuclear fusion and of plasmas, uh, because the matter is complex and if we start right in the middle, you will see, okay, nice pictures, but I, I, you've lost me. And, and, and so I try to bring you into that a little bit. The main areas we are working on are these tokamaks and stellarators. There are other meth methods of trying to produce controlled nuclear fusion reactions, such as laser fusion, but I'm not going to talk about them tonight. And uh, then I hope the third or most or the second part of the talk about Wendelstein 7x, which is sort of our, uh, uh, our, our heart belongs to. And the last few slides on, on a vision to the, to the, to the power uh, plant. Is that correct? Okay. I can stay here longer. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as I'm in Australia and in Adelaide, and uh, uh, I have to tell you really, where are we? And uh, if you look at the map of Europe in the right way, you could actually say, well, Greifswald is the middle of Europe. Uh, I, I discovered that only when I did this slide. Um, obviously, we feel ourselves as, as so somewhere in Northern Europe. And uh, in, 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 if you talk about then Germany, we are very much on the Baltic coast, a little town of 50,000 people, but Politicians at some stage in the 90s were brave enough to say, okay, this is where a big fusion experiment should be built. And uh, indeed, uh, we, uh, it was built and, and we have now, uh, in 2000, we moved into this site and we are now 400 people working uh, uh, on, on our experiments. And uh, what is our assignment? What is our task? Really. There is a lot more, so, so, so the, the fusion power station is at the, at the very back. It's clear we are on, on a path still since about 1950. Um, the last 20 years, this is one of these big issues. Governments weren't prepared to invest in new machines, so there has been very little parallel activity. And uh, so we are supporting, for instance, uh, ITER, other big machines, JET, which uh, uh, Michael Livingstone mentioned, with new uh, materials or technologies. But we are very much, as a Max Planck Institute, uh, going into the physics and the diagnostics and the theoretical modeling. But on the road to that, we try to develop our experiment and prove that we, are can, we can actually handle a very long-living plasma already, which is the absolute basis for a future energy reaction. It's no worth producing energy for 10 seconds. You want to do it for an hour, half, uh, half a day, a day, obviously the whole year in the right concept. So um, in, in our experiment is, is, is we had the following phases. We've built the machine 2000 to 2014, this was longer than expected, and here we had some difficult experiment uh, phases. We have, this is, a, after all, a prototype. And we are now right in the middle of a completion phase, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. From 2021 onwards, the really interesting stuff starts. We do these long pulses, half an hour plasmas, where we when, then expect within a few years to see to confirm to the world, yes, it's, it's possible. The plasma of with uh, generation with this method 
for a fusion reactor is, uh, is no more an issue. Um, here, a first visit to the, to the budget, I come to that uh, also in, in, in the course of the talk. It is in, by now, by today's standards, I think not such a large number, million is still left over from the German, it means one billion. Yeah. So um, we, we are talking about, in that sense, it's indeed in the wider picture, it is a very cheap undertaking, even though uh, we are, uh, it, it costs us time. The budget one million was euros. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so much, that, that's the, the point. But we come to that one later. Billion one billion euros. Yeah. One billion euros. Um, if it would be, it would be nice if I, if we could do the questions afterwards. I mean, the simple ones like that is it's nice. But otherwise, we, I, I think, uh, we lose the time. So. Let's go into the middle of, the, of, the, of our motivation. So this is the energy rise, uh, uh, the demand in, in, uh, starting really from the early 18, uh, 19, uh, 1800s until today. And you see this amazing curve. Some of you, most of you may, may have seen it already. Most of the energy is produced in the red with gas, in the green with oil, and at the, at the gray by coal. And we all know what it has led to. It, uh, uh, it has led to the fact that we have heavy pollution in, in terms of CO, CO2, carbon, uh, carbon dioxide uh, emission. And we, we are already seeing the, the, the issue, the, the problems uh, uh, of that uh, in the, uh, the climate change. And interesting, there was a, this graph here is about the, uh, it was established, if you like, in, in, in 1997 or around about before 1997, uh, uh, when the Kyoto go Protocol was about to be drawn up. And there was a forecast made, if we don't do anything uh, about uh, cleaner ways of producing energy or generally cleaner ways of, 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 uh, in our lifestyle, um, we would have a carbon dioxide emission rising this year. If we do manage with then moderate costs uh, uh, to, to do something about climate protection, we would would, would prevent really this. And what has happened, we've managed to go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah? And, and even beyond, there was, we are already now, I think, approaching 40 here on, on that scale. So um, summary, again, as Michael said, we are not doing at the moment enough in, in the energy production, and especially for the electricity supply, is, uh, is one of the major factors uh, of, of, of this uh, climate change. And as to prove that, there is this other, there are various uh, calculations from various models. They don't agree all with each other, but I think the general tenden tendency is clear. The global warming is, is really on our, uh, on our doorstep. And we have now seen the, uh, if we, the picture is probably 10 years old here. Uh, and you see now we are hitting the first degree and I think also Australia has made its first experiences. Um, so in a nutshell, where are we? The energy production in the world has problems. The population is growing further. We all know this curve. The energy demand likewise. People, uh, countries like China, with their technology uh, 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 push, uh, obviously will, will even, even topple that. Um, the environmental uh, issues are 
too uh, much to really go into. That's also not the point of the talk, but I've mentioned a few about safety. We can talk in, in terms of fission reactors. We can talk about that the same radiation. And we can talk about storage, of course, of, of energy, uh, especially uh, with the renewables, uh, where uh, the, wind, the wind energy is there. It's nice. I can have it in that moment, in that place. But in Germany, for instance, there has been a project in the last 10 years now trying to transport the wind energy from the North Sea a thousand kilometers down to Bavaria. It just doesn't happen because the farmer on his land will simply say, no, why should this cable run through my garden? I mean, you then obviously run into very uh, little, seemingly little problems, but uh, this, these aren't solutions. So far, the solutions available don't really show also a way out. So um, uh, what would be a strategy? A strategy would be that we combine the clearly needed renewable energies with some storage concepts which are serious, which help us. And nuclear fusion is indeed belongs to that concept, just as nuclear fission would belong to the concept if we, if we made it safer and if we find uh, a way of, 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 of uh, well, mitigating some of the disadvantages. Um, why now is fusion so attractive? Well, the, the point is really the, the most effective use of resource. If you take, for instance, a city like Berlin, you've got three and a half million people. You've got cities like that in Australia, I think, with Melbourne and Sydney should uh, be in that size. You've got a, an area, and you, you have a need, an electricity demand for, of 1.5 gigawatts. Now, how could you, with the various available energy uh, uh, generation schemes, could you satisfy that? You could cover the city with 80% of wind turbines. Then you also could satisfy the needs, Berlin's needs of, of energy in one year. And obviously then also the next if they still all work. But who wants to cover the city with 80%, the area of the city? It's, it's, it's ludicrous, obviously. People would need uh, to live elsewhere. Solar power is not as harmful on the environment, but it's still 10%, and it has the same problem with, uh, as we've talked before, with the availability 24-7. Uh, Interesting, so our famous coal would, would have to need, we need five Olympic stadia, or five Adelaide ovals for that matter, uh, in order to, to cover uh, this uh, demand. And with fission, we need 260 tons of uranium aside all the other disadvantages. And here comes fusion. You need 600 kilogram of deuterium, this which is a gas, and tritium, uh, uh, which, is, which are hydrogen uh, uh, gases. So uh, this is most effective, and the masses involved are so small, and that is also then later coming on as a reason for the good safety uh, features of this, of this reaction. So there are little nice, uh, you've read them, I'm not going to repeat them, little nice areas, uh, little nice sentences about sort of comparisons to make, uh, to make uh, it clear how effective the use of these, uh, of, the, um, of a fusion reaction uh, is. And going into that now, a little bit very basic, because I don't know where we are, when, uh, how physically, uh, we sort of evolved here, everyone is. Um, for those who know, it's, it's, it's very simple. Uh, just to remind ourselves, the hydrogen nucleus 
uh, uh, consists in, uh, of, of a proton and uh, then it, it, there are naturally occurring isotopes. They are on the, on the world. Tritium very rarely, but deuterium in abundance. And uh, uh, then it has one neutron and uh, the tritium has two neutrons. They're just called like that and they are needed in order to do now this most amazing reaction. This is sort of really the center, what it's all about, the, the secret if you like. The controlled nuclear fusion, of course, uncontrolled nucle uh, nuclear fusion has also been tried, unfortunately, to build bombs. But the controlled nuclear fusion would be to fuse, to bring enough energy into these atoms uh, to make them fuse. And, and, this, and, the, and the secrecy about this is that you, the mass of that new of that new particle which is forming is lower than the separated masses of the ingredients. So we have a mass loss. And that mass loss gives us a huge energy output. Yeah? And that is what is so effective on Earth. This is working brilliantly. Um, I come to the sun in a minute. It's a slightly different reaction there. But we have found that on Earth we need to harness this, uh, this reaction. And how do we do that? And, and, and how do we go about the, or, or how available are our, our fuels? And they are, I, I mentioned deuterium. This is part of seawater. And there is a clearly known reaction, and a known, not reaction, a known procedure, how we get seawater, uh, how we get deuterium out of the seawater. The sa uh, not quite the same holds for tritium. Tritium can be bred from lithium. There are experiments and it has been done. But, uh, uh, Tritium is sort of a task of this future reactor. I come back to that at the end of the talk. Um, but the deuterium, uh, the tritium is, the, is also the radioactive side to this reaction, but the half period is here 12 years. In comparison to our radio, to our uh, um, fissile, uh, sort of fission reactions, 12 years are nothing compared to a thousand or ten of tens of thousands of years in which uranium will, uh, will uh, decay eventually. And we will, in any given moment, have only a very small reactor, a uh, small part of that in the reactor, which is very important, of course, because the safety fears after this, bad word, adventures we had with Chernobyl, with Fukushima, are obviously spread around the world. They are big. Lithium is available, can be mined, is available in large quantities, and is already being mined in Australia and in, uh, obviously in other countries too. The products are then the helium as just an ash which has to be brought out, transported out of the reactor and the most important thing is the kinetic energy of, of the neutrons. This is the heat. This is, in, this is in eventually only heat which will heat up the same pipes as in a conventional reactor which will give us the, the, the energy. Uh, via a turbine and a generator. So how do we, uh, how do we then get this reaction on Earth? The, the sun does it simply by, by its gravitation. It forces all its particles together, and this huge uh, pressure which is generated within the sun is, is held together by the gravitation. The, on Earth, we cannot produce this gravitation. We, we have only smaller vessels. So we need something else, and we found that magnetic fields can play this role. We can, by means of a magnetic field, force the plasma, which is here inside, to, to, to uh, force that to be within a certain 
uh, really volume and, and can actually precisely determine the shape of that volume. And th this is thanks to <coughs> very old effects we uh, scientists before our generation detected when they found that charged particles uh, uh, can be bound uh, by magnetic fields. So the fusion reactor we are talking about needs then three big points. Needs a high temperature, 10 times higher than the sun, sun needs sufficient number of particles. This is simply the gas, the deuterium we are feeding in, and it needs a good heat insulation. But the heat insulation is, is five seconds. I mean, this is the time here we talk. As soon as I don't put anything anymore, it has to keep the temperature at five for five seconds. So that is feasible. That is what our household uh, um, vacuum uh, vacuum container can do. Yeah, any any uh, so so this is not something uh, totally uh, out of the out of the ordinary, and this product is very important. There has, to, has been a development of a criterion which is called the Lawson criterion and this product has to be in a certain, in a certain range and this is where, 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 where it's going to be. Up here are on, on this diagram if you, you've noticed I'm, I'm, uh, I show you the product of the density of the time and of the temperature if you all multiply them, it's, this is fairly simple. We need to be up here in order to achieve fusion. The, the sun does it by another way. So the fusion sort of, let's say, can be done either way. We on Earth try to do this. Uh, but you also recognize now, and now I'm going to go into the plasma, the plasmas are elsewhere in the world to be found. They are on the northern hemisphere, on the aurora uh, uh, viewings, if, you, if anyone has had the luck to see that. In the astrophysics, you see uh, a plasma. Uh, obviously, the, the corona of the sun is a plasma in itself. And our very basic energy, our, our lamps in our household, the energy-saving lamps, which are those which are uh, uh, working with, with gas, uh, working in the end, if they're switched on, there's a gas inside. If it's switched on, it con it's converted to a plasma. Now, how does that work? It works by... Uh, simply heating up a solid so much that from the neutral gas, which we all understand because we are just now standing uh, uh, and, and sitting uh, in, in, one air, in a room with air composed of neutral gas, uh, we're heating that further up. And if we would do that, we would manage to, to, to break up these, these atoms into their ingredients, into their constituents. And these are the nuclei. And the the uh, and the electrons, and if as soon as an electron is leaving that and is free moving, this nuclear is called an ion. So we in the end have free electric charges with enough temperature, and the free electric charges we know from metals, we can we can uh, 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 conduct uh, electricity, and that is the breakthrough for. For you, for getting to to our reaction to, to for our uh, sort of um, for uh, confining the plasma, yeah, because we will need to steer the these particles. And this is illustrated here again. If we have a, a in a simple tube, we try to um, simply heat this up. We have these um, free particles, but they won't do anything without 
either an electric field or a magnetic field. And these are the, where the, uh, this is where we now the experiments start. We are producing electric and magnetic field. I show here only the magnetic field because this is sort of the focus of our experiment. There are other experiments trying to do it with, with electric fields, but they are not as, uh, uh, as promising. So what happens, the plasma will, if I put a magnetic field on here, the plasma will, gy the, the particle, sorry, will gyrate each of the particle types in a different direction. The, the ion will gyrate in one direction and the electron in the other direction due to their different charges. So this is the absolute basic concept which you need to keep a little in mind for, for the next five, uh, two or three slides. What we do then, we bring this column this uh, 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 into a into a ring into a torus, and then you would have uh, uh, here you see twists. You would have just lines on the outside, and you would see lines on the inside. And that would mean if you have many lines on the inside and very few lines on the outside, as you would do if you just uh, would would uh, would bend uh, and column into into its own sort of connect start and end of it you would end up with a very low magnetic field on the outside and a very low, uh, high magnetic field on the inside and your particles would, would, would run out, would all, all want to go to the, to, the, to the side and you would not confine it. And remember, confinement time, we need to hold the plasma. So how do we do it? We try to twist these field lines so that if a field line comes around, if it goes one time around, this, around the uh, around this torus, is ha it has been everywhere. It has been on the inside and it has been on the outside. So overall, you get some sort of uh, roughly an equilibrium. And that is then uh, where two concepts are starting. We have a tokamak, I'll come to that in a second, and, uh, and the stellarator, what we are working on in W7X in Greifswald. Roughly the numbers here and uh, Details later, superconductivity is one highlight I, I leave aside for later. So how does the tokamak work? It comes from a Russian, uh, it's a Russian abbreviation from a toroidal chamber with magnetic coils. And you see here again the same cylinder I just before, I showed before, the lila, the, the lila ring is our plasma. And you, have, you put these, tor these toroidal field coils around it and you um, then uh, and they will give you this basic, uh, the basic uh, shape, the, the basic confinement, what I've just explained. In addition to that, you have a transformer in the inside who generates a current through that field, uh, through this plasma. And that current generates, again, an additional field to stabilize the plasma even more. So you have a, a basic, you have a basic uh, toroidal field coil generating, forcing the the particles to go in that way, and you have an additional coil holding uh, the thing together, make it, making it stable. And this is the essence of, of, of a tokamak confinement. And the tokamak confinement is, has then very few advantages. It is fairly simple. This doesn't look simple, but it's in our terms simple, because the, you have regular coils. These coils are all the same, and they're all in one, one plane. And to build such a machine now, in the last 70 years, we've had a lot of experience, and uh, we are now building just in the south of France uh, a large experiment, which I think is already reactor-like. So there we are already on the on the on the almost close to a reactor. 
the disadvantages, however, are still significant because this, this transformer generates a field which may disrupt and uh, a, a, a current which may disrupt from time to time, or at least the current is not so uniform as you would like it. And so we, there is still physics really to be done in that, in that last experiment to find out the best scenario of how to run this machine without these disruptions. Disruption is here a strong word. You have a, a sort of an internal collapse. It's nothing happening. The thing works, keeps on working, but it's, uh, it's, you don't want to have that in a power plant. Um, so what are the major uh, machines? This is jet. This is a 30-year-old, or a, wow, we have moved on, a 50-year-old machine, 1973 commissioned. And uh, I had the, the, the luck to work there for, uh, for a few years. And this was, for a long time, the largest machine. And in the end of the 90s, already showed that as much energy, energy can, uh, will come out of a fusion reaction as goes in. So already in 1996, there was a deuterium was used, tritium was used, and we had a so-called break-even. So this was the early first breakthrough, if you like, to, to prove fusion can work. And now this is the hope sort of, of the tokamak community for the next step. Not for few, only fusion can work for a few seconds, like which it was then, but it works for half an hour on the side and produces fusion power. This is in, in, in built uh, in, in Cadarache in the south of France. And, uh, the first plasma, however, is expected in about 2028. So here we come now into funding issues and into sort of general complexity of the, uh, of the larger machines as we are still into prototypes. How is the Stellarator work? The Stellarator doesn't need this transformer, doesn't use a transformer, simply a purely magnetic field. And the big advantage of that is it's if you optimize it, your particles, this twist which I spoke about, is even finer, and you end up with, you optimize it, not in a round shape of the plasma, as we've seen before, but in a very dedicated 3D shape. That puts immediately an engineering question, of course, because this nice round shape, you, you can uh, attach yourself with your diagnostics easily. Here you've got always different surfaces to work with. And how does it work? We, uh, you produce that well, with two sets of coils. One is the same as we've had before, the, the sort of planar toroidal coils, and a second set of coils which goes very close to the plasma actually is twisted. And we have, uh, and the big advantage is, is then there will be no disruptions. We can go into stationary operation we, because there are very, is very little current in the plasma. And that advantage, uh, we, we hope to, ex to really ignite and, and, and make use of in, in W7X. But there has been a lot of work. And we have started off with some very funny shapes, basically with a normal ring. And the work has been exactly on extracting that. Uh, this was work already at our institute now in the 1980s, late 1980s and 1990s, at extracting this ideal shape. And this is what has come out of it. And it was, and the point here is we are sort of 20 years behind the tokamak, but the calculation, the 3D computer power was simply not there in the 80s and 90s. And that is sort of one of the points we, we, we had to address. Um, once, they, one day, once they were there, we could actually calculate these coils, our coils, have to look differently. And, and in, 
in the final so, uh, solution, we have now very weird coils. They have a kink. They start off round, but for a, uh, 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 for a part of their um, perimeter, they have a kink. And there are five types of them. And so we made our side, in that sense, life a little bit difficult, but we wanted to prove the experiment. For a future power reactor, uh, a fusion reactor, we would then adopt this to make it again cheaper yeah, to, to produce. Uh, and, and, but for this experiment prototype, we wanted this, and we end up then with very different uh, plasmas. We want uh, plasma counter sections. Yeah? You see the, the red line here. Uh, corresponds to this, and the blue one corresponds to that. We have a banana shape. We call it like that also in the work. If we want to locate something, I'll go into the banana section, go to the triangular section. So uh, this is obviously in, 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 uh, in you get your labeling done uh, as, you, as you continue. So now this is Wendelstein now then starting to come to life. This is still a model, but you soon will see pictures. And you have to, to keep, in order to, to, to make most use of the plasma, you have to form your plasma vessel like that because your coils have to be close. You want to have this precision of less than a millimeter. You'll see uh, examples of that. And all your little red, so, so the plasma is now this beige, very almost white feature. And the green one is basically the interior of that plasma vessel. There's vacuum inside, just as in the universe. And you need to, to set, put components, and the first picture we saw tonight was were components inside this green uh, here, this green area. This was the inside, uh, uh, sort of, with various components, because the plasma produces heat still via radiation, and you need a different uh, a protection down here than you need, uh, for instance, at the side. So, if we then build up. It, uh, the machine from the inside to the outside. We have the vessel and we slide then onto the vessel. Here we've got the vessel. We slide these coils. This was a six-year process, sliding one coil after the other onto the machine. We broke it up into five modules because we have a five-fold symmetry, but still in five modules, 10 coils each. This was a, you needed patience and it all went right bit longer than expected, but no error, no technical error. It all worked. And uh, if you then have a, a further shell, this is the outer shell upon which you can then stand uh, or do your, put your, all your measurement systems on. This is the so-called cryostat, because this hu the housing of these, of these uh, coils and uh, the, the supply has to be done in with temperatures of 3.4 Kelvin. We need to work with superconductivity because otherwise the coils will be too hot. So this is one of the, the big also novelties of this machine. And this is a beauty then as we call it, our, our hedgehog when it's closed up. Uh, uh, and the hedgehog, the name you can imagine uh, with 400 openings, um, there, is, uh, there is a lot to, uh, to close. And uh, I give you a picture in a second. You will see this now for the last time because obviously in real life, this has now been all uh, uh, sort of filled by, by periphery, by diagnostics, by supply systems. And this original sort of geometry, this outside of the machine, uh, we cannot see anymore. Um, some little examples on the assembly challenges we had. 
I, I spoke about one millimeter, and that accounts for everything because the, the, the magnetic coil, the plasma needs to be led exactly in that area. So everything we do needs to be the in within that millimeter, and it, it holds for the outside too. And as our torus hole is very small, it holds also for the for the for the periphery. So whatever a person is doing, you uh, uh, here is an example. He needs to work very accurately and over a length of from here to there, a one millimeter accuracy is quite a harsh condition. And this is how that looks in reality. Yeah? You, you, and then you see also the, when you see the hardware, these pipes, if you come there and have the luck to, 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 to look at it, uh, it's more like a spaceship and it's, it's, you see the enormity of the undertaking and you see surely already the optimization possibilities for the future. And one little example here, we, the power supply, the, the, the coils need to be fed with, uh, with, with power, obviously they need to work, they need very little due to the superconductivity, but we need, it, we call them bus bars, special preformed aluminum, elongated aluminum features, they were 10 meters long and had a 3D shape. And if you would take them in a hand, it's like a, a garden hose. It they, they, it would fall through it. They wouldn't uh, uh, they wouldn't hold their shape. So there was an idea of using helium balloons and and slowly threading them into the right place. It's just one sort of little adventure to give you an example. So all sorts of ideas had to be born to put it together. Another issue is then inside the vessel. Now you see how people are working. This has been sort of really literally like an astronaut is sitting in his, in, his, in his spaceship. The size of it is not like in a fusion reactor. Yeah? Here we, we make life ourselves difficult. In a fusion reactor, it will be about the height of, of, of this room, uh, the size of the vessel, so it will be easier. But it would have been too expensive. So we need to check this uh, experiment first before building something uh, as expensive as, as a whole reactor. And uh, here is an element uh, of, of the special wall elements. For those of you who can deal with these numbers, 10 megawatts per square meter is a, is a huge load. You would burn anything in this room uh, with that. But this is what the plasma in, in, in certain stages will produce. And this is where we, in the end, also produce the, the, the ash. Uh, we need, when we lead out the helium ash in the reactor, we would be faced with these loads. So we have to prepare ourselves technologically for that. And, and, and that is also the reason there are different elements, I said before, yeah, some look different than others because there are separate requirements. Short overview over the torus hole. This is now, you can't see it, down here is the torus, and this has now been filled with all sorts of axillaries, not to forget heating systems, um, which we of course need to power up the plasma in the first place, and, and a lot of cabling then going on, and, uh, and in reality now, this is the, uh, the case. If you look at it, you barely can see. Here are uh, a few glimpses of these of these closed uh, openings of these closed uh, ports uh, of the machine. The rest is uh, periphery already. And the second glimpse from another side, also with respect to a human being uh, trying to walk along. We had to think of various access possibilities. There is an inside, uh, obviously an inside tower to go down because this is an experiment. There are 250 ports. We want to be able to access all these points. It's not just there to look at it. Yeah, we wanted uh, um, to change things. And now we're coming to the, to the plasmas. This was the very first plasma in 2015. 
we got there. And again, you now are more familiar with this inside. You see the same shape anymore. This is like a triangle here. You, you guess around there slightly. You can guess the bend which is going around. And uh, these were very short plasmas, as you see, around about um, a second. Dirty plasmas, we call them, because we need extremely clean environment. Uh, and, and there are special procedures going on we've implemented by now. And the plasma, a year later, already was much better. And this is in 2000, actually three years later, in 2018, uh, our, 30, 30, our first 30 second plasma, which is already more than we expected. It's really calm, it's behaving well, we control the, 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 the particles, and uh, what we see if we see light uh, signals here. This means this is a cooling going on. So the hot stuff is actually the the one the not so light uh, uh, parts. We see various features. We see the power being introduced into the plasma. We see the density like that. It, we need to control that on a certain level. The temperature uh, we need also to control, uh, and and uh, the diamagnetic energy. That's the important bit the energy which is in the plasma, which later on shows us how close we are to fusion if and when we introduce the right fuel, not in this machine, but in the, in the next generation. Um, so here with very moderate heating power, we manage this 30 second reaction and that is a good uh, stepping stone for what we want to achieve later, uh, where we are here now. This is our timetable, rough cut, because that's now our, where our completion project sets in. We have a number of, of items to be put in. Don't want to go into details here. And we have a date at the end of 2020 when everything then will be in to make this 30 second plasma at double the, the heating power and actually then really uh, see if we can confine it, if we achieve the right, uh, uh, the right markers, if we achieve the parameters to say to the community, Okay, next step, uh, which would be then indeed uh, what we are coming to in a second, uh, the, the power plant. Before that, a little excursion. How expensive is this one billion euro, if we've, as we've qualified, a thousand million euro? Well, it's as expensive as four Airbus A380, which I think have just been taken offline. And as expensive as the tallest building in the world. But this is still sort of uh, imaginable and also these other undertakings are respectable and one shouldn't sort of uh, laugh about that. But we found a number a few years ago uh, which I wanted to show you. The bony paid to Wall Street bankers in 18 days would also help us to play, to, 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 to build another experiment just uh, wherever we, we, we want it, we need, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, 1,000 square meters, maybe uh, 2,000 square meters, and, and accelerate the, the, the exploration, because that is what we are lacking at the moment, I think. We need more of these experiments at, at the same time to answer quest separate questions in each of the experiments, and then we would get faster. So what is the vision? The path we are going is with W7X, and because of our 30-second plasma aim, we want to be still considered as a reactor, as a candidate for DEMO, uh, which would be then already after ITER has been successful, 
the next, also sort of really the first real reactor. ITER, I told you about, is being built, but coming online in 2028, uh, maybe with the first serious plasmas and serious results, which DEMO then make DEMO viable in 2035. So actually, long before that, we will be there. And if we then are, can work out a good design, we could uh, come into, if in, in someone is there to, 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 to finance it, we could come in for a DEMO reactor. The, some of the big issues are to be answered with technology. I mentioned a few, and really the, 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 the biggest one of them all is, is uh, coming up in a second. I just want to show you uh, that before I go into the safety aspects. The biggest one is coming up is, is really the wall getting the energy out of the, um, out of the plasma into the wall and heating up then uh, the wall, producing the tritium, uh, with the lithium, so this is this is this is actually an experiment right now. Could pose this question: There is one being built, one facility in the world. If there would be two or three, uh, I think we can definitely speed up. And absolutely, importantly, I, I wanted to uh, go a, to a, a few main points about safety because this is an issue, and there's no point in showing you a nice world and, and then some, this question comes along and we are all back to, to the drawing board. There's been a hard thing about that and if you go into these things here, there is really, we tick uh, all the boxes for a sa safe uh, power source. I, um, I mentioned the, uh, the small fuel which is in the, in the reactor. There will be no afterburn whatsoever. There is a very low, relatively low density the plasma, there can be no explosion, yeah? We cannot breach that vessel. We cannot, uh, that can not, nothing can break out. And the tritium half, t half time is 12 and a half years. This will increase to about 50 to 70 years if metal is involved. But 50 to 70 years uh, uh, is still a safe, a safe uh, a possibility for a safe storage site. We are doing that now already for the past 50 years. We are storing uh, toxic waste from the fission reactor. So we have already done one cycle, if you like, and we could reuse, if we were to, to, to have done it with a fusion reactor, we could already use the same steel again, for, for, uh, because simply it's, it's clean. And uh, 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 that is what is basically here in this, uh, this comes from the, from the neutrons, this activation. Yeah, so, so there are still obviously material research is going on to bring that further down, yeah? but there is already a safe solution uh, available today. Good, and uh, last but not least, um, the power generation scenarios, there are various drawn up. Um, you have the plasma, you now recognize it, you do recognize it's in our tokamak, but it's, it's uh, the, the second part of it, once you have the plasma out of the, uh, you, you get the neutrons, the, the hot particles, the, the high energy particles out of the plasma, you heat up these tubes and uh, you go the same way as the conventional uh, power uh, generation. And that is, we don't want to change that. We've, we don't need new building sites. So that is, I think, the condensed of the matter. Thank you. Total order of all the 
engineering that's gone with this. Uh, I asked her about the bag of weasels, how you keep all the plasma in, but you seem to have solved that, so that's good. Um, neutrons, still in progress. I'm interested in the heat exchanger, uh, moving that much energy so quickly, so many megawatts per square metre and so on. Uh, what sort of working fluids do you use, and are they experimenting with um, heat exchangers to get an idea of what will work? Um, not in the in the law. I have to say we are not uh, in, in in that large concept. We are having the same issue, if you like, in uh, in the plasma itself with uh, exchanging. Um, I noticed you have these liners, these tiles that you you put inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just a second. So. Uh, we are working very much here with the, with with heat exchangers because these uh, all these plates have water pipes in behind them. And oh, so water is here. Is water here. is our main is here our main uh, uh, ingredient. We uh, and and that is in the moment is is the heart of this phase with, with, until 2021. We have found with industry now for first time in a long time a very ingenious solution. Um, for heat exchangers in these long ports, because here you have the, the issue into, uh, uh, in, 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 in one of these ports. Here, the same heat is actually not going only onto the wall, but the same heat, oh sorry, that's the outer vessel. Uh, the, the inner, is, is, is there a good one? It's, I never like that the inner, well, we, we could try that. Uh, no. um, never mind, uh, I take this one. So the same heat is oh here is the, the plasma vessel. So the same heat is on the wall as it's going into these ports, yes. and this is uh, this has been quite a really uh, sort of a, a brainstorming, and we've resolved that very neatly by taking elongate again water, but with a very good geometry. The port is two meters long, goes out here, and two and, and instead of doing sort of a, a circular um, a circular set of uh, like a spiral of uh, of a long uh, water pipe we do a long serpentine of uh, basically take a lot of long pipes and and arrange them in a um, in an elongated laterally in an elongated way and connect connect the ends and you find a very effective way this is amazing this is probably going to be used on eater because the the, the fresh cooled water comes each way into the hot phase and goes out again. With the spiral, you end up having to bring all the, just as you say, all the, the cold, you cannot bring enough yes. cold water into the front. Yes. Yeah, you end up with a hot, with a hot front. And so, so this, this elongated uh, 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 sort of scheme uh, has helped us a lot. In, in the long run for the reactor, this is also is a, a separate topic. At least in you, working fluid, it's liquid water, so you have to keep it in that range. Yeah. Pressure and temperature and so Yeah, exactly. So it really is fire and ice. You've got hundreds of millions of degrees. You've got yeah. hundreds of degrees. And, and you've, you've got, got three degrees coming. <laughs> exactly. You've got minus, two, minus 270 degrees. It's, this is the amazing uh, uh, thermal insulation task. And, and actually, we found just uh, in this last period, in this last campaign, we did a test. Our thermal insulation is better than we thought. We can live, as I said, we have to have temperatures. This wall cannot be hotter than 80 degrees because on the outside then, 
that minus 270 cannot be kept, or you need too much cryogenic power. And we found we can increase that to 150. We can even keep operation going here with a very hot metal, and the thermal insulation is behind that is so good. So that was, we were engineered it in the end, we built it better than we, than we thought. That was good reserve, which helps us for the future. Excellent. Can I? Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Do, 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 do. Can, can I ask? Um, I helped one of my sons write a science project at school about the Topomac reactor, and that boy is now in his 50s. <laughs> so the yeah. difference between your Topomac and the one we were talking about 50 years ago yeah. is, is still very similar, isn't it? Because you're working at very high temperatures and pressures, and you, the problem, the main engineering problem, is you need a containment system yeah. that can hold this stuff in. Yeah. So you, you can't use steel or any other sort of... You, so the way to, that the Russians came up with more than 50 years ago was to use these strong magnetic fields. Yes. So I suppose my question to you, of, I was interested in these twisted magnetic fields. Yes, yes. Um, and the idea of having more lines inside the donut yeah. than on the outside, yeah. because you're trying to create an outside pressure to hold this stuff. Exactly, in, exactly, inside. exactly. So what is the difference, basically, between the stuff I was writing about 50 years ago? There is none. The, you are, the, this, the tokamak I've uh, tried to explain is the same which you had uh, than 50 years ago. This is, the, there is now, there have been a lot of, obviously, adva uh, 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 advancements on, 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 on sort of bringing it closer technically. But the basic concept of, the, of, the, of that tokamak is still, is still the same. We in Greifswald work on another concept, the, the stellarator, where we really uh, have fully equilib uh, equilibrated, if you like, that magnetic field. It's the same everywhere, and that drift goes away that leads the particles to the wall. And so we do have occasionally fast particles from a heating system which we cannot trap and, and we need to care for that. But this is part of the research. This is, these are, if you like, minor occurrences and, and uh, you are absolutely right on the, still on the, on the, on the same uh, level, on the same page, like, uh, as, as the, this ETA project is now. So I'm very impressed with your isometric pictures and your drawings are mm. just fantastic. Mm. Um, you couldn't believe that such a complicated device yeah. could be produced in those sketches that you've just shown. So Me too. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that quite wonderful. That, that I remember in less than 50 years ago, but not much less, there was a lot of talk about a unit at Princeton in the US uh, reaching scientific break-even for the yeah. first time. In, in other words, the, the energy going in was equal by the energy, energy coming. So have you reached scientific break even? Yes, I, I, I mentioned it very briefly in, in the machines. I, maybe I go uh, to that slide with Jet um, because there are both machines are there here. And so, so this machine has managed scientific break even yeah, in 1995, I think. And so this is exactly what, uh, what 
what happened. But of course, as we used tritium, it was also a first test because we, we, we produced radioactivity. So it had to be shut down for a couple of, 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 of months. Uh, everything was checked. How is the radiation going? The radiation level fell off and you could reuse it again. Thanks to this really to these ingredients, deuterium and tritium, and uh, so th that has been going on. And ether now will will f this is about a factor of ten, I think, will go about a factor of ten uh, a larger infusion, uh, reduced factor of ten infusion gain, meaning you get ten times uh, out as much as you've put in. Okay. So now you um, lastly, um, you mentioned that. 10 megawatt output from this thing. Um, the very smallest small modular reactor in a fission system, the smallest one that is nearly into the market is a 50 megawatt um, unit uh, that can sit on the back of the truck. Yeah. So it can be taken wherever you want. But, but, but the small modular reactors go up to 300 megawatts and I think the Rolls-Royce one that they're making in Britain is coming up at something like 400 megawatts. Yeah. So on the economic front, thinking about the dollars, um, it's the, a thing that, the thing that's been killing the nuclear industry is that manufacture, is that it's, they're just too expensive mm. and it takes too long to build. Mm. So, so the new idea in fishing is to make these things at a factory and mm. um, so there's not a big delay out in the field. Yep. So how, how soon would you think that these things, it's a wonderful concept, how, how soon in your, your best guess, because the best guess 50 years ago, I was just telling you, they yep. were saying, well, in about 50 years' time, these will be yep. the You are absolutely well, this, are 50 years this, later. this is haunting us. And, um, so give me we, your guess. There, there is, um, I, would, I would think we are talking about 2060 at the earliest. Um, uh, 50 is, I think, the official number still. People would answer, other people would tell you 2050. But mm, with ETER, is ITER is, that's what I say, the, the major flaw is that there's only one machine at a time. That's actually that's the, the, the point. And otherwise, uh, it, it, we could accelerate amazingly. And uh, another, because the design of that, um, of DEMO is actually, sorry, I don't need to show you, I have shown it to you, but uh, the design of DEMO is ready. That's, I mean, this is the the, 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 uh, the amazing thing about that. Um, sorry. This is a great, a great uh, sphere. No, it's not a great sphere. That design can go into into production tomorrow. And that is now the, the, the point is they are still, they are basically only waiting for the results of ITER. They have an assumption, they have done this design on assumptions because there was a, a plan to do ITER in 2000, have a plasma in 2005, and then start DEMO in 2015. So there was a group of 50 scientists working on DEMO, getting ready to have a design ready by 2015. Yeah, well, they are ready. But they have worked on the assumption that will, ITER will produce a certain, uh, certain results because we are now here, we are now into, into power plants. We are not anymore into 
the broad, the broad world, we're on the converging side of the experiment. And, and we cannot uh, release it. So, uh, and that path is basically here, you've got 2035 written all over that. And if you start building then, you need a 15 year building time. And, and you end up 2050 at the earliest. And if you add a five years for all sorts of uncertainties, you are to 2055. This is really the unclear track. We could here, as I said, I, I, I find it absolutely feasible because we are sort of jumping. We are, we are 20 years behind ETER because we are, uh, because of this complex shape. We can, we can, catch, we can catch up these 20 years by, by jumping onto this demo uh, um, track. Who says there should be only one demo? Why there shouldn't be, can't be two demos? It's, it's then really the pure matter of finance. Sorry, it's nothing else. It's, uh, uh, so that, that thing, your yeah. machine, is commercially level. Is, is, will be, or will prove that a, a demo reactor could, could be built on a fast track. Yeah? So this itself not, but we will, we will achieve all the ingredients to say we do not need another eater, we do not need to put this into the next step and then a demo, but we can go straight to a demo reactor. And, th and that, is, that is the point. This is a shortcut. Normally, we should be taking the long route and should be doing a large stellarator experiment. But we try to shortcut that. Um, just a matter of clarification. ITER, it's a tokamak, isn't it? Yes. And your W7X, it's a stellarator with yes. a spiral yes. arrangement. Yes. Good. Sorry, what did you... Oh, yeah. Another group. Axel, with its vast range of heat within the unit from one area to the next and tolerances of one millimeter. Yeah. How do you control expansion and contraction within the unit? We we do that by really by um, fix by fixing uh, sort of very detailed fixation concepts if you like. The the I don't want to jump in the slides because it gets too, too long. So basically, you the fixation of the of the com, of the components is has to take account into that. And 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 this um, we there's we don't do new science. Let's put it like that. But we always sort of the classical way. You have a fixation with with, uh, with let's say the, on on a on a on a, on a if, if I would have to take this is one component. I would fix it on four points. I would then obviously not fix it on four points, I would fix it on two, yeah, or on only one possibly, and have a loose, have three loose uh, fixation points that I have uh, enough tolerance, yeah, but again, only by the amount I need for the temperature to, to, to uh, keep uh, account of. So, uh, quick. go ahead. Um, I, I guess my first question is one that, uh, uh, probably shows more about me than anything else. Uh, W7X for a five-way symmetrical uh, reactor. Um, uh, it's seen down the kilter. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that the the uh, five-way is part of the, the five symmetrical parts is part of it, or no? Any odd number. This is this is the W7X has nothing to do with the fivefold <laughs> symmetry. This sorry to confuse you. Yeah, this was just uh, a, a historic name. Is the five integral, or could it be any other odd number? Or is that 
It could be it could be another odd number. There could be a, yeah, there could be a sevenfold symmetry or a ninefold. It it has worked out. As you can imagine, as you go higher, your production costs will be even higher. But we found that a threefold symmetry or uh, even then a this this is not a stellarator anymore. You need some sort of uh, shaped field, and the threefold symmetry didn't produce the same results. You would so be. Yes. Eta will also be half an hour. This this is I think I think this is correct. This is a thousand eight hundred seconds in both cases, but of course with Eta with a large difference of doing deuterium and tritium in the machine, and and already having here first then material studies. You have here a feature called diverter. I haven't talked about that tonight. It's, too long, we can talk about it because it's a very central element of the inside vessel and, uh, and, and a very advanced uh, already uh, experiments on, on bringing the, the energy out. So it will actually get usable. Exactly, yeah. will produce energy and this is a big difference to us and that's why there is this, this triangle is for us sort of the magic, uh, sort of the, the way forward. We want to go there. <laughs> Uh, I've got a buttload of questions that like the other ones, but I'll save them for another day. Um, uh, first and foremost, fantastic that you came and presented this awesome stuff. It's very cool. Thank you. Uh, I've got a power, a simple, I hope, power systems question. I'll um, preface it by asserting that fission reactors are either on or off. So if you if I understand correctly, maybe that person is promoted. But, so a 500 megawatt. A fission reactor is either outputting 500 megawatts into the grid or nothing because it's the output limits. Is that the same? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there was a question about the costs earlier. I, there have been studies, obviously our public relations uh, sector, there are also physicists working hard trying to assess how how future production scenarios could get on. And because we, we don't, there's no point now here, 20 years, resources, uh, and, 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 and lifetime, yeah professional lives of people to, to, to waste them if you like and then you say okay no sorry uh, a kilowatt hour will cost five euros where and, and your neighbor will get his, his his whatever recyclable energy or also sorry his renewable energy for 20 second uh, 20 cents so obviously and we are in the same range um, not giving you any 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 assumptions but I think uh, the the if, if this way of ETA, this, this normal expected scenario, physics is working, technology is working, with of course then certain further assumption, if one gigawatt reactor, you would have them, you end up at these 30 cents per kilowatt hour. So, so you end up at the same prices as the fission type reactors have produced energy in Germany at least. I'm talking about Germany now. But your, your energy is very expensive in Germany. The only place that competes with Germany is South Australia. It's even more expensive here okay. than Okay, okay, I take that on board because we are, I, I know there's a heated discussion in Germany. This talk would be even, would be really heated because of this strong green initiative for wind power and, and, and solar power, which, which comes to standstill if you try to cover the whole nation. Sorry, what one? Oh, yes. okay. So, uh, if 2055, you're expecting that this technology will be able to be used as major power generation. Which state do you think will be the first to adopt 
this sort of power generation as their main China. China. And if we don't, if we go on like that, uh, this eater is being. China has decided two years ago to say they take part in ITER. ITER is this problem. ITER is a collaboration of seven sides. <coughs> Lots of details. China is one of them. China, as after 15 years of uh, partnership, has said, okay, we're going to be with you, we stay with you, we support it, but we have money, we have resources, we build our own now. And they're doing it now. This is missing on here, if you like. There is a Chinese eater at the moment being built. And I, I think uh, they, well, we, you have made your own experiences with China. I think we, maybe in 2040, they will be there. Do you think that if they do complete it and it's working, they'll stop using fossil fuel generation? Well, that's up to them, but, but I, 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 I can imagine, I don't think anyone in China likes seeing Peking or Shanghai uh, uh, with, with a yellow uh, smoke cloud above it. So, so I, yes, I, I, they take it seriously. Well, we, we have time for perhaps uh, uh, one or two more questions. Oh, about, uh, very I'm just curious what limits the reaction, why is it sort of like the bag of weasels again, it's sort of hard to balance or something, what's the, something with the control system or something, why, what limits the duration of these uh, reactions? Okay, we need the confinement time to, and then there will be, also here we will have a chain reaction, you will produce the energy, so the limit is actually to hold the plasma for these five seconds in this stable state at these energies, uh, at these high energies. So you need heating power input, uh, stabilized, and, um, and I think in, instead of sort of gearing up and getting there, you need uh, this cryogenics and superconductivity of all, of all the power uh, systems, because you don't want any, any disturbance in, due to hot components somewhere. Um, the limit of the lifetime in the plasma, otherwise it's really the thermal insulation. It's really how well does actually, when I talk about the nice rings I showed you, yeah, this, the, 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 the particles shouldn't run away on the outside. Of course, if, as, if, if, you, if you do physics or have to do with physics, there is always a distribution, and you have a yeah, you have these these famous uh, uh, sort of uh, 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 runaways, and you've got you've got sort of a statistical chance, uh, uh, not a statistical chance, but you simply have to do these distributions, uh, a fraction of particles which move fast and which you will not uh, uh, confine so well. So the, this will be the, the this will be the, it's the main point actually of, of W7X to understand how well we can confine. The Tokamak does that really well. The Tokamak has found in Germany there was another experiment 20 years ago a called a, a so-called H mode, a high confinement mode, and they have really you could say solved that question. But they have these other issues. So this is the main task of the stellarator. This is what you this question you're posing. Um, just uh, because it's a, an, an international um, politics uh, group, and yeah. I, I feel obliged to throw in a, uh, an international <laughs> politics question. Uh, my understanding of uh, a hydrogen bomb is that it's fission and then fusion. Yes. Is that right? Yes. 
what is to convince the population, the international community, that uh, fusion is a safe form when it actually was the second step of a hydrogen bomb? Uh, does, in other words, is it innately unstable to the point that it can actually produce? Mm. Uh, I'm speaking of, uh, you know, sort well, of a, a well, gutter journalist the, producing something the, like that. That's right. It's not totally uh, different. Yeah, I think the way we build it, you could not possibly uh, 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 use it. The way, if you if you then say, okay, you, uh, if, uh, well, if you put a power station, the way that, so it's just not building that. There would not be an accident like Chernobyl possible, yeah? But of course, the technology is already there today for, let's say, a terrorist group or a, a, a some some group of, with qualified people to build a hydrogen bomb, but that's another project. I, uh, um, they, they, they could build bombs like that, but that technology has been available for the last 50, 60 years. Yeah? So what we, what we are building, if you have a reactor like that, and once you fill it like that, there is only, there are certain pipe dimensions, there are certain sort of, there is a design which is fixed and you cannot sort of convert that into an explosive facility. Just like that. So the supplementary question to that is what, what is the difference between the fusion of the hydrogen bomb and the fusion here? Oh, the fusion reaction is the same, indeed. Same. It, it's the same, the deuterium and tritium. But the point is really that you try to then, um, you, you are going into, with the fission, you build, your setup is a completely different yeah. one. Yeah? And you, you try to make, you try to create an explosion. And we here have simply, fast-moving particles along a long line. I mean, this is a totally different, and we have, we are, we, our, our mass concentration is very low relative to that. It's really a gas, yeah? Rather than in a hydrogen bomb, you try to use with pressurized vessels in order for something to, to explode, yeah. yeah. Can, can I, uh, Axel, um, one disappointing thing about this is that it's like any other way of boiling water and making electricity, isn't it? It's, it's just uh, like, like coal or gas or fission I tried, yeah. or anything. You, all you're doing is generating heat yeah, we're doing a, a different huge so effort. Why yeah. don't you, a smart young man like you, why don't you work out some way of... Uh, the electricity is just a whole lot of exciting yeah. electrons anyway. <laughs> So yeah. why can't you figure out how you can squirt electrons yeah. down the cable instead of having in a, to in go a, through all in the a direct way? I, uh, steam. I'd like to add a couple of comments. Yeah, you here. can. Uh, it's potentially well, what, possible what, to extract uh, uh, energy the from the field. No, maybe you, this uh, is the answer. With magnetohydrodynamics, what? Magnetohydrodynamics, yeah. like. A, a normal generator is a moving magnetic field and some couple wires. You've got this moving magnetic thing. And <laughs> and you're talking wires. about something quite different from what I. Yeah. You have so you could, you could do that. The other thing is, if you could have a hotter working fluid than water, in p potentially you could have a higher Kano efficiency, so you could get more of it. Yeah. But then you've got material problems with your turbine. You probably burn your turbine yeah. out. Yeah. Dark energy. The answer would really be, at the moment, yes, it is one of these uh, uh, issues. I uh, sold it half an hour ago to US. I'm actually at the moment glad we, it, it, there is a, 
uh, a scheme, a method, a concept which is available and is sort of finished using this conventional way. And we, in this our community, we are focused on the first part, on the generation. So our community doesn't want to solve a problem which uh, where there's no money for, no, no, no resources are for. Mm -hmm. So at the moment I really have to disappoint you and try, um, we are glad that it's there. But of course, absolutely, one has to encourage that if there are bright ideas of getting as really creating a smaller way of getting the energy out, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, actually a final, final comment. Yeah. Uh, if not, um, uh, as I mentioned at the start, um, first of all, to thank Axel for a glorious, uh, really, really wonderful uh, presentation. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and to Thank you.